What up, 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 Crypto Warriors and Sultan Crypto back at it again. Today is Tuesday, May 12, 2020. The day after the historic halving, third halving of Bitcoin. Bitcoin will hit $1 million. PayPal director. This is old. This isn't, this isn't something that happened recently, but this was from back when I first got into the space, like 2017 or so. Let's get into it. It's going to be one of my longer videos because I have a lot of stuff to break break down, baby. Here we go. Fed says it will begin buying corporate debt ATFs on Tuesday, which is today. Here it is. Again, everything will be linked in the description below so you could come and check it out yourselves. As always, D-Y-O-R, do your own research and do not take everything I say as some random dude on the internet speaking and sharing his own opinion as gospel. Do your own research. All right. The Federal Reserve said a facility designed to purchase eligible corporate debt from investors will launch on May 12th, bringing a key part of the U.S. Central Bank's emergency coronavirus lending program online following weeks of anticipation. People were waiting for this with bated breath. Oh my God, I couldn't wait. You know who, who's this helping? Who who's this going to help? This is going to help. <coughs> excuse me. This is going to help. Obviously, toxic, dying companies because they're they're buying the ETF with a bunch of companies in it that are dying. They're not helping you or I in the sense of printing more currency to give us more checks to quote-unquote stimulate the economy so that we, this way we, we could spend, spend, spend. They're just buying up bad assets to keep the stock market afloat. It was first announced in March and has played an important role in keeping financial markets relatively calm since then. So because they were anticipating this happening, we saw that the stock market or stonks market didn't tank the way it should have. Like it did, you know, had that 30% drop back in mid-March. And then we, we, we're seeing a constant rise over the, the following weeks since then. Because they know that Big Daddy government, or in this case, Big Daddy Federal Reserve will come and save the day and help us out no matter what it is. And scroll down some more, and guess who is managing the rollout of this uh, ETF funding or corporate debt funding, right? It, the Reserve Bank also posted on its website, so again, you could go check it out, the Federal Reserve, right? Just uh, Google there, the website. But uh, posted on the website, the investment management agreement with BlackRock, the asset management giant, it's retained to administer the program. So that's a lot. That's, that's like nepotism. That's like when, you know, you have the founder of a corporation or whatever, and he just slides his, his family in to, to, to run the business, so to speak. So, you know, it's just more of the same. They are having their friends and families uh, look out or or manage this supposed bailout. And guess who they're going to help? They're going to help 
their friends and families. So who was BlackRock? Right, BlackRock, and this is straight from Wikipedia, straight from Google, just quick Google search, just to give you a background on who they are. BlackRock Inc. is an American global investment management corporation based in New York City, founded in 1988, initially as a risk management and fixed income institution, institutional asset manager. BlackRock is the world's largest asset manager with $7.4 trillion in assets on, under management as of the end of Q4 2019. That's a lot of T's, people. That is a lot of trillions. 7.4 trillion under management. And they're the ones that's going to manage uh, this uh, bailout for corporate, what is it called? Corporate debt ETFs. All right. So uh, there you have it. Next, coming from Market Watch. Some traders bet the Fed will push interest rates negative next year. So remember, I've, I've stated this in the past that the only way to go is down. Uh, despite pushback from federal from the Federal Reserve, some traders appear to be pricing in expectations that policymakers will push rates below zero. So this is the the, the futures market, and we have traders that are anticipating a, a push to, to negative interest rates all right until they credibly prove they won't go down that road negative rates will continue to be a topic of discussion said john hell interest rate strategist at bmo capital markets in an interview as soon as rate strategists this this is part this is the part that's funny that's funny as soon as rate strategists saw fed funds suggest negative rates are conceivable next year they said that's not going to happen in a thin market as soon as someone utters that phrase <laughs> you could almost be certain at least a handful of investors will click quickly trade in the op opposite direction uh, said Jim Vogel an interest rate strategist at FHN financial so a lot of uh, a lot of strategists or trading interest rate traders are anticipating uh, us going in, in in the negative and they're they're pricing it in in, in the futures market in, in the way they manage their capital in the way how they manage their their funds and the funds of their clients as much as the fed will come out and say no 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 always watch what they do not what they say Remember, a couple of weeks back, right after this whole thing dropped off a cliff, we saw the chairman or the chairperson, because it's a woman, the chairperson of the Federal um, Deposit Insurance Company, the FDIC, come out and said, don't go to the bank and take all your money out. It's safest in the bank. Don't do it. Don't do it. When they start to say things like that is when you're supposed to do things like that. When they tell you not to do it is when you're supposed to do it. And we saw that again in the middle of March or, or or around that time that a bank, I think it was a Bank of America branch in Manhattan literally ran out of money because people were running to the bank and withdrawing and they ran out of money. So that, that scared them, right? If the FDIC is um, quote unquote insurance, why are they, why are they worried? You, you know what I mean? So uh, whatever, I won't go down that road. But next we have St. Louis Fed's Bullard negative interest rates would be problematic in the U.S. So the St. Louis Fed is coming out, and again, this this is you know it ties to the 
to the other story there, where the St. Louis Fed is coming out and they're stating that, yes, we will not go negative. And do I have anything highlighted? No, I didn't highlight anything in this one, but it, it's more of the same. They're coming out and they're saying that, no, we won't go negative, you know, like this part, which he states that the U.S. operates differently than in Japan and Europe, arguing that implementation of negative rates stateside would be problematic. I th think we can use other tools to handle the situation, Bullard said. So I guess that means by printing more currency and propping up the market is the other tool, tool that he may be talking about. They've already used that. I mean, how much more are they going to print? Um, well, they did say it could go to infinity. So we, we, we will see. But when you're talking about negative rates and saying, don't worry about it, you should worry about it. All right. And um, we even see that the president came out and stated that he wants negative rates. I mean, it will be beneficial to him, be, him be, being a real estate mogul and all to borrow money to, to get paid through the negative interest rates through the borrowing of money to to uh, uh prop up or put up put up more real estate and more buildings in the city of manhattan or worldwide you know to to, to borrow more money it, it'll be beneficial to him to have a negative interest rate because he'll be getting paid to borrow money all right and as as savers people that save money people that save money we would be the ones be getting punished because we're trying to save, right? And a negative interest rate would be stealing money from us. So I, I don't know, man. This we are living in some crazy ass times. All right, next, you know, it, it, because Bitcoin having the having happened yesterday, I just wanted to take a quick look. And this is this chart is from Needle in the Haze. Needle in the Haze is someone here on trading views i just googled uh bitcoin charts and i picked this one you know it was like one of the first ones to pop up but here it is he this person i don't know if it's he or she but this person uh have it lined up i'm, I'm pointing to the screen as if you can see but they they have it uh the amount of gains that happened after each having and predicting for bitcoin to go up to let's just call it Let's round down and say $175,000 per Bitcoin after this having happens. So there you have it. It's just good to, you know, fantasize and kind of and see where the traders and people that are sophisticated in using charts and things of that nature uh, are predicting Bitcoin to go. They're, they're, you know, on the low end, they're saying 50K. On the high end, 250K. And this is somewhere in between, right? Uh, so next, speaking of Bitcoin, and I, I stated this in a couple of videos ago, where uh, Paul Tudor Jones, you know, he came out and you know stated that he's putting Bitcoin, he put his money where his mouth is, and, and investing in Bitcoin, not directly in the underlying asset, but in the futures uh, market for Bitcoin. And here it is. We're gonna have it. Um, portioned out here and here it is but you recently appear to have changed your mind about that what happened well COVID happened and the great monetary inflation happened and that made me begin to think about how do you want to 
be positioned in your portfolio going forward. So that's really what tripped my interest in, in Bitcoin. Um, and you have to realize, if you just think about, say, Bitcoin versus cash, right? Bitcoin, when I think of stores of value, I think of it. So he's talking about structuring his portfolio. I should have stopped at 30 seconds. <laughs> I just started like watching it myself. He's talking about structuring his portfolio and having a little piece, exposing himself a little bit to, to Bitcoin, and um, that it, it it could be a, a good thing going forward. All right, let's scroll up a little bit. Let's close this out. All right, so where do I have it at fifty? So let's start right here. Eleven years old. There's very little trust in it. We're watching the birthing of a store of value, and whether that succeeds or not, only time will tell. Uh, what I do know is that every day that goes by and Bitcoin survives, the trust in it will go up. Uh, if you take cash, on the other hand, and you think about it from a purchasing power standpoint, if you own cash in the world today, you know your central bank has an avowed goal of depreciating its value 2% per year. So you have, in essence, a wasting asset in your hands. So you hear that? A wasting asset in your hands. So you, you basically have to, you know, protect yourself because we see that they're debasing the, 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 the value of your currency by uh, printing more and more and more of it. A great speculation. Uh, I've got uh, something between one and I think just over just over one percent of my assets in Bitcoin. Uh, maybe it's almost two. Uh, that seems like the right number right now. Uh, it's not for me. It's not the greatest. It's not the you know the great cure for the for all the monetary ills, etc. It's a great speculation. That's what I would say. Bitcoin is right. So there you have it. He has about 2% of his assets and the assets that he, he has on the management into Bitcoin. And he's a guy that, that for what I've heard, from what I've heard, I should say, that actually put his money where his mouth is. Mouth is. He just doesn't uh, take, say, the assets he have on the management and, and using it as a gamble. He actually is using his own assets as well to basically put in uh, this, you know, bet on Bitcoin. So he's using his own money and the people that, that trust him, their money as well. Let's go to this part. It starts about here, 225. 225. I have assets in gold also. I think gold can go substantially higher. Um, and yes, the digitization of the world clearly benefits Bitcoin. I mean, what we wouldn't even be talking about Bitcoin if we weren't if we weren't seeing uh, first cousins like Venmo and a variety of other ways. My children don't even carry cash; they don't even, they barely even know what cash is. So we're clearly digitizing the global economies. You seem so. Here it is. Uh, he's talking about, you know, first cousins like Venmo, 
things of that nature where it's a peer-to-peer -peer, uh, payment system. And guess what started the revolution of that peer-to-peer -peer payment system? Bitcoin started it. In 2008, the white paper was released. And in 2009, on January 3rd, the Genesis block was mined. And the first uh, transaction uh, took place between Satoshi and Hal Finney. Well, then people started seeing like, oh my gosh, like we can actually send value over the internet. So, so they came out with, with Venmo. I didn't, you know, me personally, I didn't start, I didn't hear about Venmo until maybe 2013-ish, right? And it, just, here it is. So I had to look it up. So, you know, Venmo started in 2009. You know, we already know about PayPal and Zelle. Zelle started in 2017. So my, my point is uh, Silicon Valley or all these other uh, entities, they, they saw what Bitcoin could do and they basically just jumped on a bandwagon. It was a threat to the system. It was a threat to the uh, regular system of what, you know, sending money via Western Union or MoneyGram, going to the bank and wiring money and, and transferring money that way and or just be in peer to peer and uh, transfer money that way. If you borrow money for someone, you go you go to them and pay them back and, and things of that nature, right? Well, these entities they saw what Bitcoin was able to do, and they saw that it actually worked, and then they came out with their own system. So Venmo, which eventually got uh, purchased uh, uh, via uh, by PayPal, and then Zelle. Zelle is basically a way to send money peer to peer via your, your bank accounts. Um, without actually, you know, having to, to know the person and, and things like that. All you have to do is just have them, you know, with, with basically send money within the U.S. with within any U.S. banking system. And I'm going to give you a funny story. The other day was uh, my son's uh, 10th birthday, part, um, 10th birthday, and... My dad, you know, wanted to send him a little, you know, cash or whatever, you know, send his grandson some cash. So he's like, yeah, you know, because of this whole COVID lockdown thing, he's like, well, you know, how am I get the money to you or whatever? So I'm like, all right, you, you have, um, you know, I saw, I saw <laughs> this is so funny. So I said to him, like, yo, hey, do you have um, Zelle? I'm like, do you use Zelle? He's like, no, what's that? Like, so then I was like, um, how about uh, Cash App? You, you know, you, you know about Cash App? And he's like, no, what, what's that? So then, you know, I wasn't even going to try to mention Bitcoin because I tried to before and, you know, it was like talking to the wall. You know, I'm sorry, dad, if you're listening to this, but, <laughs> you know, but my, my point is people of a, of a di different gender. He even asked me about Western Union. I was like, there's a Western Union like close by to me, you, you know what I mean? And or close by to to my my uh, son's mo mother, you know, my, my ex's. Uh, she, she doesn't even have like a Western Union that's close by to her where they live and so i'm like you know there is no like western union you know what i mean like who uses that so then he's like all right i'll just put the money in in their account i was going i'm like well they they bank with so, such such and such bank and he's like oh i don't have an account with them but i could just go there and drop the money and just send me the account number well he tried to he tried to do that and because of this whole situation the bank is closed that you know he actually went to two banks and, and they were closed down i was like so I try to explain to him, like, why don't you just download the, the, the app, 
uh, you know, for your bank on your phone and just use Zelle. Yeah, and he's like, oh, it's too complicated. I can't. And, you know, he, he just, he's just totally resistant to it. So it, it's like this, this billionaire says, right? His kids don't even use cash anymore. I don't use cash. Um, everything is, is either through like Apple Pay or shit. It, my clients pay me in Bitcoin and via, you know, like Zelle or Cash App or Apple Pay or something, something to that effect, right? There is no cash anymore in, in, in my world, you know? So I, I try to make as much of my clients as a personal trainer use Bitcoin, you know, use Bitcoin or, or Litecoin is my other go-to. And I, 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 you know, that, that's, that's what I try. Or I, I do something electronic. You know, if I pay my barber, sometimes I pay him a Litecoin or sometimes I just sell him the cash if that's what he prefers at the time. You know, so the, the point being, yes, we are in a new paradigm of where we don't, we are, are stepping away from, from using cash, basically. And it'll be the, the older generations that, that, that hang on to wanting to use cash and, you know, write checks and things of that nature. And it's just funny, <laughs> you know, for me as somebody that that's in, in the Bitcoin space that uses Bitcoin that, you know, invest in Bitcoin and use all sorts of other electronic payment systems, right? my dad is totally totally resistant to even me even mentioning the use of some form of electronic payment system he, he would rather use uh, a western union which will charge him like a 10 percent fee to send money to his own grandson like th th this is the kind of resistance we are up against you know is is people are just stuck in their old ways and will not try new things although it may be beneficial to them and it is, is safe and it will it won't cost them anything it, lit it, it literally will not cost them anything to download an app from which is his which links which is his own bank you know he could download the app for his bank and then just use zell to zell his grandson the money right but he he would rather put it he rather use that cash and put it in a, in a bank account and say, okay, well, now I know it's there. So this is the kind of resistance we are up against people, you know, so um, the, the fight continues basically. And Bitcoin halved yesterday, that the halving happened yesterday. And we will see over the next six to 18 months, the um, repercussion, not repercussions. I, I'm, I'm a lot uh, lost words here, but, but the results, the re results of, that having happening that having that that took place yesterday what will happen within the next six to 18 months and maybe then people will start to understand the use of bitcoin as a form of payment even if it's not bitcoin for crying out loud if, if you still want to trust you know the banks then use something like zelle right use uh, uh venmo you know what i mean so that's that's my rant that's my videos for today thanks as always for watching you know smash that like hit that share button hit that subscribe button and let's have a discussion in the comment section below uh, about the the resistance of 
someone you know that's of an older generation and not just i shouldn't say that because it, it isn't all you know people of an older generation that that um is resistant to it it's just of an older mindset it's the mindset because i know like i said i have clients that pay me in bitcoin and they're they're like my dad's age so they get it it's just the mindset you know what i mean it's just the mindset and yeah let's hit that like button and again share and let's talk about it in the comment section below as always it's Sergeant Crypto, and I'm out. Peace.